Welcome to another exciting podcast episode of the Decline and Fall of America. I am Charles Factor, your worldwide broadcasting host, broadcasting live from the Foggy Mountain Studios in the Great Misty Beyond. Today we have a fascinating subject for discussion, and it's a tough subject, so I hope you're ready for a good, good tough, meaty subject. This is about dental school and graduate school debt. So you might know somebody that's a dentist. You might go to a dentist. You might have somebody that wants to become a dentist. Well, it might not surprise you, but it did surprise me to find out that the average dental school debt, and this is this is from November of 2022, so this is recent data, the average dental school debt is $300,000. So that's how much they're borrowing. And keep in mind, they have to pay back way more than that because of interest rates and paying interest on the debt. What that says is the average person that goes to dental school is borrowing $300,000 to complete dental school. So let's talk about that. I'm going to read an article from the Educational Data Initiative, and it was written in November of 22, and here is the article, and then we'll discuss it. Quote, the average dental school debt peaked in 2020 at $318,500. The average dental school graduate owes $293,000 in total, total student loan debt. Sad, isn't this? Very sad. Quote, since the 1980s, state governments have been cutting back on financial support for dental school budgets. As a result, dental schools have steadily passed on the expenses to the students by increasing the tuition rates. The average dental school graduate now owes $293,900 in student loan debt. The average public school uh, graduate debt was $261,000. The average private school graduate debt was $354,000. From 2004 to 2011, dental schools raised tuition and fees every year by 5 to 10%. The average amount of dental school debt has risen by 178000 since 1996 alone. There are 68 accredited dental schools in the United States. 66 of those are represented by the American Dental Association's annual education report. And that's basically where this data has come from. Interesting article, isn't it? Quote, the American Dental Education Association surveyed the graduating class of 2019, and in their survey, they found that a majority of the respondents funded their education through student loans. 44.6% of respondents, the student loans covered 91 to 100% of their dental school expenses. Part-time employment only managed to cover 1 to 10% of dental school expenses for 81% of respondents. For 58% of respondents, grants and scholarships covered 1% to 10% of dental school expenses. Savings or earned income from a spouse accounted for only 1% to 10% of dental school expenses for 65% of respondents. And for 32% of respondents, gifts and financial support from others covered only 1% to 10% of dental school expenses. Federal Stafford loans, Federal PLUS loans, and health professional student loans remain the most popular loans among dental school students. 
Stafford loans are direct unsubsidized loans available for a majority of majors. Federal PLUS loans are usually taken up by the parents or graduate students and used in conjunctions with other loans. And health professional student loans are eligible for students in a healthcare profession with demonstrated financial need. 66% of dental school graduates took out loans to fund their dental doctoral educations. Standard loans have a repayment period of 10 years. But for dental school loans, this may be extended for 25 or 30 years, given the size of dental school debt. And at the end of the repayment, if there are still payments left of the debt, only the federal student loans might be forgiven at this time. So, and it breaks down the percentage of loan categories. I won't go into that in in this article, Um, but let me read on later in the article, quote, Students found that their dentists with higher edu- students found that dentists with higher educational debt were more likely to enter in private practice over government service or teaching or advanced education. Increased loans made it less likely for dentists to enter the specialist fields. Eighteen percent of the graduated respondents said that their level of debt influences their primary professional activity. And the majority of whites, Hispanics, African-Americans, Asians, and other races stated that they would try to pay off their loans with aggressive repayment plans. The second favorite option among all races was to minimize the monthly payments to protect income and help with monthly cash flow. And it goes on from there. Um, it's, it's basically a tragedy that has unfolded. Um, when you borrow $300,000, and even if you take 10 or 20 years to pay it off, I mean, let's do the math. You borrow 300000 with interest rates as high as they are, because keep in mind, student loan interest rates are much higher than other forms because they're not secured by anything. So they might be paying 7 8 9 10% on these loans. Over 10 years or 20 years, they might pay back twice what they borrowed. What that means is if they borrowed $300,000, they're going to pay back $600,000 when you count interest. It's basically they're buying a house except for they don't have a house. They have nothing. They just have the ability to work. Now, if you owe $600,000 on your loan, when you count the amount you borrowed and the amount of interest you have to pay, $600,000 over 10 years, that's $60,000 a year. Now, to pay that off, you have to earn about $90,000 because you have to pay taxes on your money before you can pay the student loans. So each year, the average dentist is taking $90,000, and they pay taxes on a third of that, so that reduces it to $60,000. And that $60,000, they are paying only for their student debt. What I'm trying to say is, for 10 to 20 years after they graduate from dental school, the average dentist, the first $90,000 the average dentist earns each year is going simply to pay back for their dental school for 10 to 20 years. Let's do the age uh, chrono- chronologically. If they graduate from undergraduate at 22, and they go to dental school, which is about four years. So let's say they went straight through and they graduated 26. If they're lucky, 27 is more likely. And they start practicing dentistry at 27 or 28. And then add 10 to 20 years of earning $90,000 and paying back each year $60,000 just to cover the debt. So basically, they're not going to come out of debt if they're lucky until they're 38 years old if they take 10 years to pay it off or 48 years old if they take 20 years to pay it off. And again, that is taking the first $90,000 they earn each year just to pay back $60,000 in student loans after taxes each year for 10 to 20 years. So what does that mean for people? 
does it make sense to go to dental school? And if that's going on at dental school, what does that mean for people in law school? It's the same deal. And what's what about medical school? Even worse, that takes even longer if you're going to get an MD. So they're paying back even more than that. And you just have to multiply the, the dollar amounts. Well, you may say, well, what's the big deal? Dentists make a lot of money. Not really. Go take a look at the statistics of what the average dentist makes. They don't make that much money. And if you're taking $90,000 a year away from them every year just to pay their student loans and taxes, they're not making just about anything. In fact, the dentist might be the poorest person in your neighborhood going forward. Now, we all know dentists that have done pretty well, right? But they typically own the practice. Have you noticed that? There might be one dentist that owns the practice and they have six or seven hygienists. Maybe one or two other dentists work for them. But think about their overhead. They've got to pay these dentists enough salary so they can pay their debt. They've got to pay for their office, their furniture. They've got to pay their insurance. They've got to pay for their hygienists. I mean, their overhead has to be in the millions of dollars. So the question is this. Does it make sense to go to dental school anymore? Does it make sense to go to law school anymore? Does it make sense to go to medical school anymore? Does it make economic sense to do any of these things? And I'm not even talking about the fact that you have to delay childbearing or because you're not going to have kids when you're in the school. It would be almost impossible. And then you really can't have kids when you're starting out because you've got to make money to pay back all that debt. So then you're pushing back child rearing even more, probably pushing back marriage even more, pushing back the purchase of your first home or your first new car even more. I mean, how much pushing back can you do until you're like, you know what, it's just not worth it economically. Maybe it's just better just to go to some other field. When you're borrowing $300,000 to go to graduate school and you have to pay back twice that amount when interest is added in, is there any economics that makes any sense at all anymore? Does this make any sense at all? Is this why we have a shortage of dentists? You can't get a dentist if you live in a rural area. There aren't any. And if you're in an inner city, good luck finding a dentist. There just aren't enough dentists. There's only 68 dental schools. Well, and there's a shortage of doctors. So, and there's too many lawyers. That's even sadder. But the point is, is how, how, how are they going to pay their bills? And going forward in the future, when we already have a shortage of people in these professions, how are we going to find people that are willing to take on that level of debt? What happens if they drop out of school and still have the debt? What happens if they don't like it and they quit school? What happens if they start a job and can't find a job that pays them $200,000 a year? So they can't make a living. They can't pay their bills. Something you should know. Student loans are not dischargeable in bankruptcy in the United States. They follow you to your grave. It's the only form of debt in the United States that you cannot discharge in bankruptcy. So people are borrowing $300,000 to go to dental school and probably law school and probably more than that to go to medical school and they have to pay back five or 600000 when interest is added in. And if they can't pay it back, it just keeps accumulating interest. They cannot file for bankruptcy and discharge it. Student loan debt is the only form of debt that you cannot discharge in bankruptcy. So basically what we're doing is we are punishing our best and our brightest. We are running them into debt early in their lives. We are crippling them. That's what's going on. So, I mean, make of it what you want. You decide what to make of that. But those are the facts. And if it doesn't scare you, well, it sure scares me. I am your worldwide podcasting host, Charles Factor, asking you, isn't this just another clear sign of the decline and fall of America? Wishing you 
a great day.